Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for Thursday, October 6, 2011, a warm and sunny fall day here in Michigan. I'm Sharon Turlip, bringing you the latest and greatest news from the global automotive business. The yen's newfound strength is making things really difficult for Japanese automakers. It's a big problem for large OEMs like Honda and Toyota, but it's devastating smaller players. My newspaper, The Wall Street Journal, reports Mitsubishi is in trouble. The company's CEO said the currency situation is starting to become futile. For years now, the triple diamond has been cutting costs, boosting domestic sales where exchange rates don't have an impact, and buying parts from overseas. But it isn't enough. What fat can you trim once you've hit the bone? Also reacting to the strong yen, Honda plans to cut exports from Japan by half over the next decade. According to the Detroit News, the company currently exports between 30 and 40 percent of cars built in Japan, but it will slash that to between 10 and 20 percent. However, output will remain the same because it will increase the number of mini cars it builds for the Japanese market. General Motors announced it's teaming up with a company called Relay Rides, a car sharing service that allows owners to rent out their vehicles when they're not using them. With the help of OnStar, customers can check for available cars through a smartphone application. They can also make reservations, locate their ride via GPS, and lock and unlock the vehicle. The GM program will launch next year, but Relay Rides is currently available in Boston and San Francisco. Car sales were up last month in the U.S., but they're not going as well north of the border. According to Wards, sales in Canada fell 0.7% in September, the third month in a row sales have declined. However, sales are up 1.4% in Canada for the year. The new Ford Mustang is an impressive machine, especially in V6 trim. It delivers 305 horsepower with up to 31 miles per gallon at an affordable price. What's not to like? Of course, if you're a power junkie, you can always step up to the GT with its 5.0 liter V8. Or you could modify the base car. That's what folks at Shelby are hoping you do. The Detroit News reports the company is offering a supercharger kit for the Mustang. It boosts the six cylinders output to a whopping 475 horsepower. The GTS performance package is available for 2012 models and costs less than 10 grand. The numbers are in and white is the champion as far as automotive colors are concerned. A PPG industry study reports white edged out silver as the most popular hue in North America. One in five 2011 models were painted the color. Boring. But don't think Europeans are spicier when it comes to which shades they prefer. Black was their top choice. After the break, we'll give you a sneak peek at our latest episode of AutoLine. Stay tuned. Look at this. Bridgestone's using natural rubber, researching ways to enhance its quality and performance, and making their factories more environmentally friendly, producing products that save on fuel and emissions, and some that can be reused again and promoting eco-friendly and safety driving campaigns. One team, one planet. Bridgestone. On AutoLine this week, Mr. McElroy talks manufacturing with a guy named Thomas Crum. He's the author of a book called What is Good for General Motors? He has some attention-grabbing ideas about automotive manufacturing, focusing on problems with the moving assembly line. Listen in. 
To me, an assembly line is a bucket brigade solution. It's like when a fire breaks out, how do you get the water to the fire? Henry Ford was facing un an inability to make more and more cars per day. He'd gotten up to 760, which a modern assembly plant only makes 1,000. So he was almost there using a very different system with Craftsman in it. And if you go back and study that system and compare it to an assembly line, coupled with having supervised engineers setting standards in an assembly plant and having done it myself, I can tell you an assembly line is not efficient. It isn't totally that people aren't working, it's that they're not adding value. Every time you walk back to the next car, you're wasting time. You're, you're working, but you're not adding value to that car. The most efficient way to build a car is in one room with a car in front of you, the parts all around you, and you just keep adding parts. The mechanic in your garage who takes your car apart and puts it back together, he very systematically takes it apart, and then he systematically puts it back together. If there's nothing left on the bench, it must all be in there except the new component that he put in. It's far more efficient. Okay, so this Tom Crum guy makes some interesting points, but does he have any solutions? What's his prescription to make manufacturing more efficient? Well, the only way to find out is to tune in. Hit the website autoline.tv tomorrow, as in Friday, to watch the whole episode of the show. Of course, you can also catch the broadcast on public television stations across the U.S. and Canada. Just check your local listings. Also, joining John in the studio this week is Gary Vasilash, Editor-in-Chief of Auto De Automotive Design and Production Magazine, as well as Drew Winter, the man in charge of Ward's Auto. And that's the finish line for today's show. Again, I'm Sharon Turlip from the Wall Street Journal. Thanks for watching. I'll catch you later.